Dankeschön. Welcome to another edition of the Sunday Forum right here on WMNF 88.5 Tampa, Sarasota, St. Pete. This is your host, Walter L. Smith II, along with the members of the 4th Estate crew. How you doing, crew? Hey, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Well, B, I didn't hear you. Oh, he spoke. <laughs> I know he spoke. I heard. I heard. I'm messing with him. Oh, What's up, B? They're having problems over here. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man? 
Pretty good, pretty good. We've been brother? watching a lot of local stories, trending stories. Yes. Uh, there's a breakthrough on energy. Did you hear about that? Fusion energy? Yes. No. <laughs> Tell us about it. Yeah, that's a... Uh, we finally, by colliding atoms together, they fusing atoms together, we created more energy than we started with. And even though it's, there's no conduit yet, no way of harnessing, uh, transporting that to the grid, mm -hmm. that's what they're working on now. But the fact that they've made that breakthrough, that by fusing atoms together, we created 50% more energy than they started with in the experiment. So... Well, we might finally be in it. Well, and it won't take fossil fuels to run the, the plants either. That's going to produce those colliding atoms. So that's a breakthrough. We may finally be over fossil fuels. We're going to have Star Trek. <laughs> that's the type of talk that you hear on Star Trek. Yeah. It is. It really is. It really is. No, um, you know, <clears throat> that's, that's good news. Right, um, from one perspective, uh, from another, I'm, I just worry. I really worry about um, any time something is nuclear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm a bit concerned. Yeah, that nuclear is is a, is a misnomer <laughs> though, because it's not nuclear fission, which would require uranium. Will it will require fossil fuels to to uh, use the plants or you know operate the plant, but in fission, uh, I'm sorry, fusion is not the same. It's right. not going to create any... You're not breaking the atoms. You're not taking the atoms. Yeah, you're you're the fusing atoms. them mm -hmm. to create energy. It's um, clean energy. It's the first clean, and there's no real nuclear. There's no nuclear materials involved. Okay, okay. Hey, man, listen. As long as it's safe... And as and long clean. as and clean, I'm I'm all for it, baby. I'm all for it. Um, you know, har the the issue, as you say, is, is harnessing it, right? So that right. we can take it and move it, transfer it on to, to the grid, right? Right. Um, <clears throat> that is that is definitely an issue. You know, it needs to be dealt with clearly. And but still, as I always say. These types of things worry me, you know. We, we want we want to make sure, you know. Every time you hear these types of things, there's one one boot dropped, just one, waiting for the other boot to drop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for the other boot to drop. That's all. That's all. And if there and if there isn't one, great, wonderful. I am all for it. Um, y'all y'all know me. That's how it is with me, man. That's how it is. I, I pull no punches on this type of stuff. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> yesterday um, I had a, uh, a think tank, uh, which was the first, Tampa Bay, this, uh, the first Tampa Bay environmental justice think tank. And for the first time, literally, we, we were listening to um, several environmental experts um, one of them being yours truly, who dealt with these issues of environmental justice and environmental racism. And when we were speaking, we were speaking of the energy crisis, uh, the climate crisis, uh, 
all these different crises that we face right now. And and we have, this is one, the solution that you just came up with, that you just discussed just now, Mabili, is <clears throat> one of the many solutions that people are trying to come up with for clean energy. And, uh, you know, it is very critical that we as, when I say we, I mean, you know, this show is dedicated towards media that is, that you know, for the black community. Um, though we serve all communities, this is focused from the black perspective. I worked in South Carolina, and I, I'm, I'm aware of what happened in South Carolina when there was, and as you say, you know, this isn't nuclear from the, you know, from the standpoint of what we know as nuclear, right? Right, not fission. It's not, not fission. It's not fission, fusion. It's fusion, right? Um, <clears throat> but like I say, you know, the boot, the other boot is not dropped, right? Um, hopefully there isn't one. Mm-hmm. But let, let me let me just tell you a story of something that happened in South Carolina not long ago. And when I say not long ago, probably about two, maybe three years ago, um, there was a there's a nuclear plant there, right? And and anytime somebody hears something like this, it is something that brings caution. There's always caution when you talk about energy and energy development, right? And when you talk, anytime there's something that has anything to do with nuclear, and or seen as nuclear, uh, people the people's ears just go up. So, um, what what happened was there was a in the north side of town, the northeast side of town, northeast side of town is uh, in Columbia, is the black side of town, right? Happens to be, as I said before, you know, seventy five percent of uh, black and brown communities are like right next to or near an industrialized facility that does release uh, hazardous materials, right? Well, in this particular case, there was a fire that emanated, that still, that came from the, the plant. There was an explosion, there was a fire, and there and, and it was bad, right? Uh, what, what made it worse was the fact that it got into the streams, the water streams. What was what was worse than that was it was in the ground, and there were people who were exposed. And what makes it really bad is the fact that to this day, no one knows for certain. No one knows for certain uh, how many people have been affected. Do you know why? Because no one bothered to do the testing, the the health testing. The people uh, who were there, they tried to keep it quiet. What ended up happening. Uh, soon after that, is an effort on the part of the of the plant, uh, and only the owners of the plant, which was Westinghouse, um, to go and actually get this renew the lease on the land, <laughs> and to get more land for them to operate on. After this whole debacle, right. Mm. And, and and so it, it it baffles me, it baffles me, the gall of some of these of some of these energy companies that that you know for them to think that they can go on and function with impunity. That impunity is is basically given to them. That 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 feeling of power, that ability to move without being touched. Is given to them 
by people who are elected to office. And it, it, it begs the question, what in the world do they know? The people that we put in office, like, like do they really understand what they're doing? When they when they when they allow things like this to happen, I I, I got and I have to ask the question like this, and I'm being I, I'm I'm being journalistic at this particular point, right? Yeah, and I'm asking the question, although I know the answer, <laughs> I know I know the answer, right? I think we all know the answer to it, but, but you know something's wrong, something's wrong. I mean, am I am I am I am I wrong for thinking like that, guys? Am I wrong? I want to open up the lines eight one three two three nine nine six six three. I want to hear you and and know what you think. Am I am I wrong for thinking this? You know, um, I'm putting the question out there. What do they know when it comes to these types of things? When when they allow companies or allow energy energy companies in particular. To continue to function the way they function, did you know that 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 of the carbon emissions in Hillsborough County alone, the second, the first, the, the, the second largest emitter of carbon emissions in here in Hillsborough County is from the energy company. Did you know that? Mm. The first is traffic. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. So, so I mean, you're gonna get, you're gonna have traffic. That's gonna happen, right? Yeah. I mean, we're working on that already. You know, we've been working on that to a degree. Uh, it's some way to try to, to try to deal with that, right? Um, electric buses, um, you know, uh, uh, ground level transportation, those types of things to keep us from having to expand expressways and ruin communities and so forth. Now, mind you. Uh, you know, that's that's just transportation part. Let's shift gears to the energy part, which is the second largest emitter of the of the carbon emissions, right? When I looked at the pie chart, it ain't much it's not much smaller than transportation. It's a very close second. And it's very large. So <clears throat> what are we doing? I, I rarely I don't even I never ever hear them talk about it. I never hear them really talk about it unless they're forced to talk about it, right? When people go to them before their committees, before their, before the city council, the county commission, and actually have a conversation about it, I really, really don't think they know what's going on. Hey, the energy companies have a monopoly power, and these these politicians know that they feel that, and that's what these you know people who are developing newer forms of energy are trying. To get over, they're trying to get that monopoly power away from them, and the only way to do that is to create newer forms of energy and cleaner energy. But right now, they don't have any pushback from politicians because they control the whole. They control the grid, and we just like Vladimir Putin is trying to control Ukraine. You know, <laughs> he's trying to put them in the cold right now by bombing their facilities. Right. You know, and. He knows that's the power he has over them. Unbelievable. So, we, you know, that's what this really is all about. It's about getting away from fossil fuels and getting away from the monopoly power that these energy companies have. But how do we do it? How do we do it? 
I mean, we, we discussed this yesterday at the at the uh, at the think tank, and uh, Laura Rodriguez is here with us right now. Um, yes. You know, Laura, we, we we talked about this yesterday, right? You were there. Mm-hmm. Dang. <laughs> right. I mean, we we got some we got some issues, but but we came up with solutions. We did come, we came up, up with, with some solutions. solutions. We came up with some solutions, and most matter of fact, all of them had to do with the people. Mm-hmm. Right. So one of the speakers, I you know, I forgot her name. Sorry about that. But she said <laughs> that um, the energy kind of not industry, but just energy thoughts are divided into three categories: where it's academics and researchers, mm-hmm. um, the consultants, and then the stakeholders. And I remember, if you don't know, I also have a degree in environmental biology. I, they, I know this. This is why I'm, you know what, man? Y'all, y'all think I don't pay attention to these things. I pay attention. I, I know. I know. So, yeah. apart from my community work that I do, um, I do know some about that, but I don't have any work experience in that field other than, like, working in a greenhouse. But anyways, um, and with... I, got pl- I got plenty of it for you, man. I got plenty of it for you. Um, when in the stakeholder category is not only the public, but the people who have money invested into it. Mm-hmm. And I think we, a lot of the discussion revolved around driving a wedge between the public and the monetary interests within the stakeholder category to separate those two, because those interests are inherently at odd. Mm-hmm. To live is to <laughs> the opposite of profit. Um, so a lot of the ideas that I heard were uh, essentially about giving the public the power over their own communities and the power to, quite literally the power, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, to decide what they want to use and how, they're wa- how they want their communities infected instead of letting channel side get like... <laughs> the water slide part? I don't know. That was weird. <laughs> the benefit of, of whatever it is, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, <clears throat> we spoke of yesterday. One of the things that, that I pointed out was, the, and that's that's what you just said is a very, very good point. Um, but one of the things that I pointed out was the fact that, uh, you know, people, when we, when we see disaster, right, and, and I'm bringing this point up because one of the things you have to consider whenever you look at new energy processes is you have to look at what happens in case something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying, Billy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, got to look at it that way, right, Miko? Yes. All right. So if it, so, the we black all swan event. Yeah. So what? The black swan event. Got to look at it that way. Got to look at it that way because. Any any time that you're dealing with industry, new industry, one of the safety issues that has to be taken into account is the fact that um, what if happens, right? If mm-hmm. that what what if happens, right? And so when they move into town, they're supposed to report what they have on site, the, the different types of fuels, um, whether solid or liquid or otherwise, uh, what kind of operation they're they're functioning under. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many people work on there and what are their functions and how to resolve what happens in the case of a disaster. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you, uh, 
how do you get it under control, right? If there's an explosion, you know, the fire department needs to know what to do, right? The authorities need to know what to do. What makes that, what makes the, the fuel inert? Right? How, do you, how do you contain it? <clears throat> One of the things that we know from our, from our current situation um, is that with our energy company currently and other energy companies, we literally have had releases and we have impacts. And we have, we have situations that set people up for impacts, mm-hmm. right? And they're aware of the fact that those that those things are there. But the, and, and the question is, you know, where do they set up? We, we we spoke of that, right? Where do these people set up shop? They set up usually around our communities, right? And 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 you know, some people might ask the question, well, why don't you set up on the other, you know, over there? By the rich people. They'll buy their way out. Right. <laughs> and and they will show up at a city council, a county commission meeting, like, hell no. Yeah, You're not gonna set up backyard. over here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You gotta move that across town over there. And that's what they did. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's what's and, and, and of course when I say that's what they did, that's what happens. We've seen it. Historically, right? When you're talking about fracking, when you're talking about putting putting in industrial uh, uh, plants in, in certain areas, uh, happened in Colorado, mm-hmm. right? And one, one of the things that stands out to me is one, a situation in Colorado where uh, you have a small town out there. There was some fracking that was taking place, and people came to the school board because it was, it was near a school. And they went to the school board and went to the county commission, and they told them, no, no, you're not going to put this near our, uh, in, in our community, you gonna put it over there, but that community, right? And this has been happening for absolutely decades, and even goes back to a process of segregation. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a book a couple months ago. I think it was called The Color. Mm-hmm. I, I'll I'll figure that out in a second. But anyway, the premise of the book was um, talking about how segregation had been built um, not only by just. And the sheer amount of racist people within power, but by redlining communities and by putting them and in, uh, industries right by them and build and putting like black and POC people to the sidelines. And POC and, being people of color. color. <laughs> um, and just continuously, like if there was an expansion of the white community, they would then remove the. Um, the black and Latino people like further out and further out to the point where they're by these industries that are causing them so much harm. And the fact that the, the land that uh, black and brown people live on isn't as expensive as where the white people live. So it's easy for companies to buy out. Like, why do you think Baton Rouge is in Cancer Alley and it's a majority black city? Right there. There you go. Exxon owns like a big plot of land there, mm-hmm. right by the river. Mm-hmm. They can't drink their own water. Mm-hmm. And it's, if you go to <laughs> Baton Rouge, the only white people that you see are the ones that attend LSU. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, Billy, you know something about that. Oh, yeah. Baton Rouge, even though it's the capital city, is very black. And uh, their power just reminds me of Jackson, Mississippi, how white flight 
after our fight against racial discrimination and fight for the Voting Rights Act, white flight left Jackson and, and then they started doing everything they can to undermine it, including the water supply system. Mm-hmm. They neglected that. But yeah, the same thing has happened with oil companies. Uh, we've seen it in different parts of Louisiana and the outskirts where there's largely black and largely poor, especially including poor white. Uh, there's a big uh, place called in, in Norco, Louisiana, where there's constantly uh, fires burning uh, and emitting smoke into the air that you can smell. It smells like sulfur to me. Mm-hmm. And there's no escaping it. You, you just get used to it in your system. When I go and visit family, I just got used to it. And that's what people do. Get used to it. And, and you know what? Do you know that that's what people expect us to do? <laughs> get used to it? It's because, how it's always been. Yeah, it's always, always been that way. And that's what we do. We, we always just get kind of get used to it. You know, we get used to... I don't know if, if, if you listened in last week. Remember last week I was talking about the cartoon um, on Bailey? Remember I was talking about the cartoon about the... Um, oh, yeah. Lazy Town? Yeah. It was racist. It was, all hell. It was a horrible cartoon. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. But we... You know, and, and I'm laughing at it. I did I, watch that growing up. Well, that's terrible. Right. We all did. We watched these cartoons. Yeah, watched it and we laughed life. our butts off. We laughed hard. Hard, yes, we did. We all are guilty of it. We all guilty of it, right? Um, but as we as we look at these cartoons, it, we, as we're grown now, we look at it and we laugh about it because it's, because of its absurdity. It, it it is obscene, yes, but it is absurd, mm-hmm. right? Because we know that it's not real, right? But these people were so horrible in their creation of this thing and was so sure in their creation of this thing that it was so funny that it was okay to do it. And why was it okay to do it? Because we let them. It's, it's, not that, it's not that we didn't have people who did not find it funny or, did, or, or even if they did and were insulted by it or realized it later on, they still didn't do anything about it. And the NAACP eventually spoke up about all of those things. Yes. And that's what it took. It took leadership. Mm-hmm. Somebody had to speak up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, this is what it takes is people to speak up. You have to be involved in the process. Uh, yesterday was a process. Mm-hmm. It was a, you had to go through the learning process first, and then you go through the process of of coalition building, right? Identifying who is in the room, and then knowing the extent of what it is that they're able to do, and then you Miko, taking those same those same coalitions. And figuring out what you can do together and what your what your function is going to be. I'll give you a perfect example of what I mean. Uh, Marcus Garvey. Marcus Garvey had a function in his time, right? Uh, Marcus Garvey's function was the Back to Africa movement, right? Mm. 
You also have the NAACP, which was not really the Back to Africa movement. It was, we're going to stay right here, and we're going to fight for our rights here. Right? Um, Garvey, self-determination. NAACP, self-determination, same thing. Right? But they all had a role to play. They had fronts. Different fronts that they, that they fought on, right? Like like you have like you have the Marines and you have the Air Force, you have the Army, and they all fight in, in a certain certain area. Air Force takes to the air, Marines and the Army take to the ground, Navy hits the water, and that's where we attack you from these different fronts, and that's what that's where we attack the different issues is from these different fronts, um, and and we have to understand that these liberation movements have a purpose. Oh, yeah. You reminded me of the Niagara movement. <laughs> yes. With W.E.B. Du Bois, which was around the same time, 1905. So, yeah, I was... Which, which led to, to the to development of people. the NAACP. Exactly. It helped to fuse people, in a, black people on an international scale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. International, internationalizes, um, and and just you know, and W. E. B. Du Bois, of course, was very critical in the Pan African movement, right? That's right. Um, he stuck to his guns on on the, on that level, and I think that we we st- and we still have people who are. I I, I am a Du Boisian. I call, I refer to myself as a Du Boisian, right? <laughs> I am a follower of Du Bois. I I love W. E. B. Du Bois. Unconditionally, with all of his faults, love him. Marcus Garvey, love him. But I am a Du Boisian, and do and do I do I believe in back to African movement? Sure, I have no problem with that. Hell, I, I spent ten years of my life off and on the continent, right? Hey, love it. Would I have a problem? Nope, I have no problem going there at all. And have no problem living there either. Now. But that is not that is not what my calling is. You understand what I'm saying? Not not right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but from where I am, from where I am, I am fighting the battle the best way that I can. You get what I'm saying, uh, Lord? You fight the way that, that you can, the best way you can. Mobili, Yumiko, you fight the best way you can. Right? We come here every Sunday to lend our voices, our ideas to this thing. And to get feedback so that we can help to create and shape minds in a positive way. Some might argue that we shape minds in a negative way. <laughs> right? We we've had those calls. Yeah. I, you know, whatever, you're gonna get those calls. That's that's okay. That's all right. It's okay. Everybody has their 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 beliefs and their and their, their thought process. But we stick to our guns. That's that's the key. To stick to your guns in these movements, right? Um, let, let's go to the phone calls. I'm interested to hear what some of these folks got to say. Sunday or caller, you're on the Sunday forum. Yes. Good morning, Mr. Miko. Good morning. Good morning, Mobile Walter. Good morning. What's going on, brother? How you feeling? Um. Yeah. Um. I'm. I'm okay. All right. Okay. One well, right. them days. I think I got that uh, RSV. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah, mm. but it's not as bad as. But I've had my injections and stuff. I'm 
you know, for COVID and everything like that, and taking some chloroseptic. <clears throat> Excuse me, everybody. I got my mask and everything. But, okay. um, yeah, what you were talking, yeah, Star Trek. Excuse me. <laughs> um, yeah, fission versus fusion and stuff. You're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Of course, you know the other shoe is going to be um, the materials that it's going to take to um, uh, complete nuclear fusion. And, um, you know, they're not going to eat the cost. They're going to kick it down to you and me. Hello. Right. And then here's the other shoe that nobody wants to talk about. Like with fishing, what do we get out of that? Um, uh, Fat Boy, and uh, I forgot the name of the the other bomb that bombed Tokyo. Was uh, it little, not little Boy or not Little Boy or Hiroshima? Fat Boy, is a Little Boy or Baby Boy or something like that? Apparently, this, is, this produces a naturally abundant element in the universe. That's deuterium. Yeah, it's it's it's, mm-hmm. it's literally the power of the sun. Do you really want man to uh, have the power of the sun? I don't think so, because there's a bent in us um, to do what's wrong, and um, you only have the now you got the power. You, yeah, you can wipe out a city. Um, remember the movie uh, Planet of the Apes? Um, yes. They literally could wipe out the world. It's the power of, you know, of, of the sun. Well, why are you thinking so negatively? Because we tend to do things that are negatively. So those are the other uh, shoes that would be uh, waiting to drop. Okay. Just just saying that um, by now we should have uh, created energy sources where, uh, with nu- remember, nuclear power, um, we won't have to deal with coal, we won't have to deal with oil and that we would have uh, the power to uh, heat, uh, light cities and communities and stuff. And it, it would be co- wouldn't be co- it'd be cost effective, mm. but we know that's not true because uh, I forgot what's the name of the inventor. Uh, you don't want to do something where people would have free power. Tesla wanted to do that, but uh, I forgot the name of the inventor. Was it? Um, 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 person who invented uh, the light bulb. Edison? Edison. Edison. He didn't want that. Because he couldn't You got to have a profit margin to that. Free is not profitable. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the other shoes are going to drop. The only thing that I worry about is the weapons possibility of it. Mm -hmm. There you go. There you go. They're going to try to find a weapons uh, application to, to that. So it's not... Now that we have the power, we have literally the power to wipe out cities, um, the power to literally wipe out a part of the world. Um, yeah, those are the shoes that are, in my estimation, it would be of the shoes that would drop. Plus, see, you need to understand, a lot of people need to understand in the late 60s with Star Trek, Gene Roddenberry was that he uh, wanted, you know, Man, we're supposed to grow, have grown up out of our childhood and with racial prejudices, and that's why you saw Lieutenant Uhura, you know, on the Starship Enterprise, and you saw Sulu, various, uh, coming from various tribes of the human, you know, experience, okay? And his thing was the Starship Enterprise, they had 
powers to defend themselves. That's what it was called, powers to defend themselves, like with phasers and photon torpedoes and all that kind of stuff like that. Very powerful instruments and stuff, but they would use them only to defend themselves, okay? And they had, yeah, what you said, deuterium uh, as a byproduct of, yeah, because they had nuclear uh, fusion uh, tanks, okay, and stuff like that. And so his thing was, man would have grown up out of his infancy and harnessed those powers to do good. Okay, by that we'd be able to travel the stars and all this kind of stuff. But that's science fiction. Hate to say that to you. I'm a big Star Trek fan, but hate to say that to you. Um, well, a lot of our science facts, it does start with science fiction writers, don't they? <laughs> yes, but science fact is we were not grown up out of our infancy. Just just look at Marjorie Taylor Greene, who calls herself a part of the, the people who she represents, the five families. That's gangsterism. That's gangsterism. You know, no, we have not grown she up out of our infancy. She suffers from delusions, you know that, right? <laughs> so I, I hate to say that, but yeah, uh, I basically thought that we're going to... Uh, come up with that, thank God we're not able to go back into time, have that power. And I know that's just long-haired stuff, and I didn't mean to take the conversation, you know, that way, but yeah, those are the uh, some of the other shoes that I believe that, that would drop, you know. Um, um, how would it be able to, we'd be able to feed uh, hungries and cause the deserts to bloom? No, they don't want to do that because there's no profit in that. Giving free food to people in Haiti, you know, and other uh, third world countries such that they could be able to eat. America was known as the breadbasket, but there is no profit in it. Mm -hmm. And while that, I always gravitate down to the lowest common denominator, uh, the profit margin. Like you talk about Tico and all the stuff they want to do. The reason why they're doing that is because. It's a profit margin in that. And when you detach yourself from uh, them getting a profit, what they will do, the remaining people who are stuck with them, they're going to jack us up. That's what we know. People who legitimately may have the money, they want to go solar. And so Tico is like, uh, okay, okay, this is what we will do. Uh, the people who are still attached to the grid, we're going to jack them up again. Uh, asking for a rake hike, and yeah, they'll use the rake. They'll they'll say, "Why do we need to have a rake hike? A rate hike? Uh, because coal is more expensive, and oil is more expensive, and um, to, to clean up whatever like that." Oh, 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 I think I think you hit on something there. I think you hit on something there. Mm -hmm. The cleanup. <laughs> Remember yeah, now, the coal has a byproduct: that yeah. coal ash. And once that's, once that's it, and, and, and people, you hear me talk about this, but, you know, I'm not just talking just to be talking. You know, I, I'm, I really am not. I'm telling you what I know. It's there. And it's not a joke. It is very serious. If you think that coal ash is a joke, okay. Ask the people in North Carolina. Ask the people in Alabama where, where different states not just cities, states. They come and they dump their coal ash in Alabama 
which is only in, in the area where it's only a few minutes away mm-hmm. from a black community. It, it, just, just, just ask the people there, and ask, ask them how that, how that works for them, with their yeah, instances of and cancer then, and stuff that they, that they keep getting. Yeah, and then like, let's just talk about the, the one nuclear power plant that we know that that used to be uh, Crystal River, no Crystal River nuclear power. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it's turned into Duke Energy. Whether they take the byproducts of that stuff, uh, that's that's what you get where you make nuclear bombs. They, they, if they're not going to make that into bombs, they will take that stuff by train, you know, and send it out to Arizona to be put deep, deep, deep into the ground mm-hmm. and hopefully covered, you know, with, with, with lead containers and stuff. Of course, of course, and, with, with, another, with another problem that goes along with it, right? Hey, man, listen, Daryl, we, we appreciate yeah, you, man. And we got to get to the, the, we got a couple more calls we got we got to get to. But yeah, man. Thank you very much, brother. Yeah, we appreciate it. Have a great Christmas, you, man. I hope you feel better. Okay. All right, caller, you're on the Sunday Forum. Hi, how y'all doing? All right, how, how you, are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. I was listening to today, you know. I heard like, I you say, are you a follower? You say Marcus Garvey, correct? And uh, yes. He said he was a Du Boisian too. I'm, I'm a Du Boisian, but I, I am a, I'm a lover of Marcus Garvey, but I am a Du Boisian. But Dr. Umar is here this week, and I was thinking. Yeah, he's been he's been on this show before. Yeah, I love yeah, I, I love Umar, man. Yeah, I'm like we have black leadership, and maybe we need to start. I mean, I ain't got nothing against the brown leadership or nothing. I mean, we need to separate ourselves until we get ourselves together. Then maybe we can militarize militarize ourselves so we can start doing something for our black communities. Because our communities are getting taken away from us by other people who are brown. And we we got to start demanding that we get treated the way we want to be treated. Not just demanding. We got to do like <laughs> do like they did, or they say January 6th, if, if it comes necessary. Every time I look at Facebook, I got had to get rid of my Facebook. Because every time I went on Facebook, they're showing how another black kid is getting killed in the street. And people begging for help. They showing on TikTok how another black child is getting killed and beat and mistreated. And people, we as in black men, need to man up and maybe militarize ourselves. We got, like I say, say, Air Force and Marines. We may not have that, but we truly need that. We need men who are not afraid to be men, not afraid to die for their their kids' future or your kids' future, because they're going to keep poisoning our communities. And pushing us out of the communities that we build up until something. We sit around, we talk about the the crime rate against us, I mean, uh, upon us, but we need to also talk about the, the crime rate against us. It's being taught to us in our schools. It's very seldom that we get to see a young black man get to see black men being men doing stuff that they consider men. You know what I'm saying? We want to. We should be able to have these people seen all the time. Now, look, but let me let me let me let me interrupt you for a moment. Then let me let me. That's those those are some good points. Those are some very good points. Okay. Now let me let me just present this to you for a moment. What are the different ways to display manhood? Hmm. Well, first and foremost, 
we need to come together and figure out what we call a man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> some people call any male can be can be considered a man, and some people I. So we had to come together as a family, as a group, as a village, and have to decide. Like when the Jews have their little thing to say at 16, this person's a man. They got ways to say that they're a man. You know what I'm saying? We need to get us a Kessier or, or something for young black men to be men. Mm. Don't need them sitting around 40, 50 years old playing the video games, worrying about how who won the football game, and don't know how our kids are doing in the community. Not just mm. my kids, the kids in the community. That should be our kids. That's a you very good know. point. That's you a very know, good point. Sitting around here, well, oh man, y'all gonna play, what is it, NBA basketball on the video game tonight. And actually betting real money on it. We need to be investing this money in our kids. We got kids this Christmas ain't going to get. But I don't celebrate Christmas cool like that. But we got kids this Christmas ain't going to get nothing for Christmas. But their daddies got the latest video game. Yeah. And uh, we as in black men need to man the F. You, you said the, the daddies got the latest video game. <laughs> that's, what, that's what gets me. That's what. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Hold on. Stop. Stop. Are we really doing this? Like, we're really doing this. We're really doing this. And I am flabbergasted by that. But those but, men there didn't get to see a man growing up either. Right. The government pushed drugs in our community, took the man out of our community way before I was born. I'm 56. They, put the, they took the man out of our community, and they started slowly beating him out way before I even got there. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. this society sits back and we want to look at the man that this government made and blame that man. Mm-hmm. We got to blame us. We got to blame our grandparents, our great-grandparents. They should have went ahead on do, they should have did something. We should do something. We should stand up and, and be men so our black boys that the future might bring won't be sitting back betting on the vet, on, a, on a, the basketball game instead of betting on the future that the children would make a better future. Now, now, very good point. I, I do want to push back on something. Sure, You said that um, kind of pushing or that your grandparents and your parents before you didn't do enough, but I would like to push back on that. I think they've done a lot. I think um, the movement has shown there's always been resistance. Like That's the reason why they don't want to talk about the uh, things that white folks did because they right? want to see grandma the betrayal of the grandma, um, grandma should have fought. But she was fighting. Fought. <laughs> no, 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 baby. No, baby. If it's up to me, Blood would be shed. Fight. I'm not talking about protest. I'm not talking about march. Hurt your feet there and break your bike. I'm talking about you got to physically fight sometimes. But but I, but I, not I, but not to say that to say that's that suggests that that, that, that didn't happen. To, to, to say that is to, is to say that never happened. Oh no no! I'm not saying it didn't happen. It didn't happen on a large scale. It didn't happen enough. If every day the slave master woke up with me in his living room. They would have got rid of slavery a lot earlier. <laughs> you say when you were in the living room? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that was so. A lot of, you them, heard this story in that turn. I them what they did to me. Yes. I'm not afraid to die today. Oh, man, now I'm but we don't need you to die. Uh, well, we don't right. need you to die, brother. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Yes, we do. Oh, because okay. they're going to kill us one by one. So we need somebody who means something to die. Because we're afraid to fight back. We'll sit back. We'll let them teach our kids the inroad through the music. You can't say nothing bad about a Jew through music. You can't say nothing bad about nobody but us. And we cool with it because they brainwashed us long enough. We fight against our own leadership. I watched them men 
with the purple on. I don't de- I don't know too much about their religion, the uh, Hebrew Israelite. Mm-hmm. I watched the men come together and nobody talked about it because they say, oh man, all these are men. All these are I was men. just about to bring that up because I, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. That was that was actually a very proud moment for me. What? Right? That was a very proud moment for me. I, I got to tell you, Mabili, um, because as I, as I sat there and watched, no matter no matter the religious differences we might have, doesn't matter. They stood there in unison, in total unity, right? All of these black men, number one, as a member of Omega South Five Fraternity Incorporated, I was very glad to see all that purple and gold. That's the first thing. <laughs> but no, but no. Seriously, when when I saw that, that was awesome. And what and what it put me in the mind of was what we saw with Marcus Garvey, right? And right. Decided then put that on their. And now we're putting that. You know, we're putting it now. We're bringing it now. Now consider. You know, listen. Consider that that same. Uh, when, when you talk about uh, uh, militarizing, right? Yes. Um, you know, I lived, uh, when I was in South Africa, I was there doing apartheid. And the different uh, organizations that existed, like the, the, the PAC, the ANC, IFP, um, these organizations, no matter what position you might take against them or or uh, for them, whatever, it didn't matter. It didn't matter to me how, you know, what your thought is about them or anybody's thought is about them, truthfully. Uh, but what you cannot take from them is the fact that, as you said, they were not afraid to die, right? Right. Um, and, and you're right. You're right. You're right from, from this perspective, in, in my opinion. Okay, this is just my opinion. Um, no, you cannot be afraid to die. I'm, I'm not afraid to die, Right. I mean, it's going to happen anyway at some point. However, however, wait, 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 however, however, I've said this many times on this show, okay? I am not in the business of fighting for something to not see the fruits of it. I ain't Moses. I am not Moses, okay? Moses didn't get a chance to go to the promised land. God told him, you're not, you not going to get to see it because you did. You pissed me off. Yeah. Right? King, he didn't get to see it either. Now, now, now. Okay, so now. now that, but, that, but that's king. That's king. I know Martin Luther King did. That's king. That's Moses. I ain't Moses. I'm simply saying to you, I want to see in my lifetime, I want to see that progress that I fought for. Me dying for that you know, if, if if that's if that's a part of it, okay. But but what I am not going, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and, and put myself in a situation. I got a son to raise, uh, and I have a wife to love. We I have a daughter to, ra- to to help with. We you can, get what I'm saying? We can do more than put on if, on if, great if outfits. You're scared of that, there. <laughs> Someone else is going to fall because of that. I love my grandbabies. I love them. I I mean, I love them. But but wait, 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 don't, but don't, don't wait, but wait, I don't want, I don't want you to get away with, with, with characterizing me of being afraid of that there. Yes. No, no, that's, that's not, that's not what I said. That's not what I said. You don't want to, you don't want to fight for something, you don't want to fight for something and not see it. Right now, I don't care if I don't see it, as long as it starts. If I can't see the end of it, you think, 
that. I, I'm not a believer of no religion. I'm sorry, but I don't believe in no religion. But you think any of these so-called religious leaders who actually like the the Jesus is, the Moses is, the Abraham, all these cats who, who believe, don't say, well, hey, dog, if I can't see it, I can't do part of it. It's people right now getting ready for church or going to church and know they ain't never seen Jesus, never seen God, never seen the works of it. <laughs> but, but they still go and do it because they believe. Okay, I believe in us. I believe in you. I only listen to this station when you own it. I'm dead serious. Oh, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. You own it. I mean, there's no black voices, really. And this is the closest thing we get. You think, ain't going to jump on this bus? I'm jumping on it every time you get on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate it, brother, because your voice matters, man. It really does oh, matter, and I appreciate that a great voice, deal. I want you to know that. Your voice, yes, your voice is the voice that matters. And if you tell us right now, hey, y'all, we're going to get together and have a meeting. Oh, Lord. Everybody, I bet they'll kick you off the radio. They'll kick you off the radio. <laughs> they would. So many people yeah, like, would. And, and if you say you're having a meeting, they oh, man. We got to get somebody in that meeting or he got to go. Well, 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 one thing about it, first thing you need to know is I ain't, I'm not going to get on the air and tell anybody about no sh meeting that's about to happen. Right. I ain't about to get on there and tell you that. that that's between us. And, and we need to have some. We need to get together and, and, and stop these people from polluting our areas. Stop treating us like trash because if they, if you live and fight for this and then you turn around, you turn around and they put that nuclear plant next to your granddaughter's house when you dead and gone. And your great grandkids grew up with five arms. You're like, dog, I should have did something about that. But that's that's why I fight the way I fight now. See, but I hate to be the bear of bad news. Our voters don't fight if our fists can't fight with our vote. Because they promise us a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. I always give you money, hush. Uh, oh, hey, but, <laughs> but let's but let's let's consider this, brother. Let's consider this. We also have to we also have to make sure that we that there, there are different fronts. Like I said, 